Hello and welcome to Nana's talk show that is created for the Western listeners to be able to get information that's from the closest source: Mayo School, the Whistleblower Movement, and the Luda Media. I'm your host Nana, and today we're going to talk about information that's coming from the Luda Media. What's new and what's happening with the U.S. currently? Hopefully, can bring you some insights and new perspectives. I will try my best to get all the key points and highlights for each episode. But leave me comments if you have. Any questions? Also, I just want to add that I'm not an expert on subjects in politics, but I will try my best to deliver the news as best as I can. So bear with me if I use an incorrect word on the news. So now let's get into today's news. So the Homeland Security、um, Agency executive Chad Wolf made a speech about the challenge of China. Uh, I will read a little bit of what he said, and、uh, it means a lot. It's a very heavy speech, and probably、uh, like listen to what he's saying, and it's almost closer to describing Chinese Communist Party as a、uh, terrorist organization. Here we go. Today, the threats to our peace and prosperity emanate largely from China. To be clear, when I describe the threat from China, I'm speaking of the leaders in Beijing, not the Chinese people who suffer under the oppression and authoritarianism of their own government. The Chinese Communist Party picked up the mantle of communist ideology and has adapted it to our times. Today, the ideology that fueled the Soviet Union is alive and well in China. The CCP views the current free and open liberal economic and democratic world order as a political and ideological threat. It wants to reshape the world in its image, centrally planned and authoritarian, a world in which the Chinese government can pick the winners and losers, where every decision isn't about helping the most people, but instead about helping the Chinese regime. The ideological mindset is important to understand because it drives the CCP's actions. Including right here in the homeland, threatening our economy, our people, and our way of life. They employ underhanded tactics to destabilize Western nations and further their needs. Instead of competing fairly on a level playing field, China undermines the international system. Instead of fighting on the conventional battlefield, China wages secret disinformation and propaganda wars to cripple us from within. The results they have achieved thus far should concern every American. There is a connection we must all recognize: the Chinese Communist Party's authoritarian ideology and China's malign actions are intertwined. They share a philosophical premise: the belief that the CCP can ruthlessly pursue its ends regardless of whom it hurts along the way, be it millions of people now at risk COVID across the globe or China's own oppressed citizens who cannot start their families, practice their faith, or speak their minds without the fear or of, of swift and inhumane government retribution. But the ideology is also tied to China's strategic actions against the United States in a practical way. In the truest sense of the word, it is a totalitarian state. Centralization of Chinese political, technological, and economic power, the monopoly on resources and industry, the disregard for human rights and dignity, and their own people's fear of government retribution—these traits together make the Chinese regime a serious threat. To the United States and to the entire world, 
This combination of qualities enables the Chinese Communist Party to undermine the values of liberal democracies, liberty and equality, honesty and transparency. Their government has launched political, economic and cultural attacks that harm our homeland and our people. It is high time for us to recognize these attacks for what they are and to respond accordingly. So yeah, basically the United States Department of Homeland Security is describing China's Communist Party uh, as a terrorist organization, just not using that word. And of course, those departments don't use words lightly. And of course, I have to do some Googling about what is United States Department of Homeland Security? What do they do? Um, so on Wikipedia, it says the United States Department of Homeland Security is the United States Federal Executive Department responsible for public security, roughly comparable to the interior or home ministries of other countries. It stands missions involve anti-terrorism, border security, immigration and custom, cybersecurity and disaster prevention and management. Uh, so just saying, it begins to operate since um, 2003, um, enacted the previous year in response to 9-11 attacks. So Homeland Security is established after 9-11 to prevent the terrorist attack. So this time, the executive Chad Wolf made a speech describing the Chinese Communist Party as almost the same as a terrorist organization. We will see. Probably they will take actions very soon. And during the speech, we hear that uh, Soviet Union ideology to describe the Chinese Communist Party. It is a tyranny itself. Chinese Communist Party used four uh, major aspects to take over the United States. It's people, politics, economy, and culture. People meaning, for example, the Black Lives Matters, they use that um, protests, uh, to change the political voting pattern. It's a serious threat to the founding of the United States. And in politics, they use the BGY program, right, to use to seduce, bribe, and threaten uh, to take over the politics in America. The economy meaning stealing your technology, using your technology and then steal it as become theirs. And in culture, many Hollywood and Disney are owned by the Chinese Communist Party and they have to listen to the CCP uh, to do what they want. And also, let's not forget the resource. One Belt, One Road is basically control, take control the world. So in order to establish an international order, the what the Chinese Communist Party has been describing doing is already a criminal act. Homeland Security is just paving its way for their next step. And let's not forget to let the American people to know what has the CCP been doing behind the scenes. So now let's get on the topic about who's going to be the president of the United States in 2020. Uh, remember, Miles talked about that this year's election 2020 is going to come out uh, comical. So now it came out that in December 23rd, so that the vice president Mike Pence could reject unlawful electoral college certificates and then the winner will be Donald Trump. However, if Nancy Pelosi refused to attend the meeting on January 6th and postponing everything, then, um, you know, everything has to be stopped and wait till January 20th. Um, but by then, there will be a big chance that uh, both sides, uh, Republican and Democrats, announcing their presidents as Biden and 
uh, Trump. And by then there will be two presidents. And that's probably what Miles meant about 2020 U.S. election will coming out being comical because if by then we'll have to wait for the House to decide uh, who's going to be the United States of the president for 2020. But before they decide, we will have a temporary president of the United States and that will go to Nancy Pelosi. So we will see. But before that, everything's still on set. So Mike Pence still has to do the most important thing so far um, before December 23rd. And I found a articles, um, you know, describing what this is about from the national file. Uh, exclusive White House memo details how Pence card can save Trump's presidency on December 23rd. Sources in Trump administration confirmed to National File that President Donald Trump's most vocal advocates within the White House have determined that both U.S. code and the Constitution contain language that requires Vice President Mike Pence to reject unlawful electoral college certificates, about, but Pence must act by no later uh, then Wednesday, December 23rd. The drafters of this White House memo believes that the federal check to the state's election resides with Ma Vice President Mike Pence in his role as President of the Senate. Additionally, Pence has the solo power to determine whether to reject impermissible states of electors. The revelation that Pence alone can reject allegedly fraudulent electoral college certificates shifts the spotlight from President Trump and congressional leaders significantly by putting President Trump's electoral destiny squarely on Pence's shoulders. So we'll just have to wait and see on December 23rd and 24th on what's uh, it's going to come out. And if he uh, did that, then we have to wait till January 6th. And on January 6th, we have to wait to see if uh, Nancy Pelosi show up. And if she doesn't show up, Everything will be just like what Miles said. It will come out just comical. So we'll see. Let's get on to the next news. The U.S. Department of Commerce listed 58 more Chinese Communist Party military-controlled organizations on its entity list. And the Laboratory of the Chinese Communist Academy of Military Medical Sciences mentioned in Dr. Yan's report was added to the sanctions list. Governments and international authorities published sanctions lists to combat persons engaged in illegal activity sanction lists, including uh, sanctioned peoples, organizations, or governments. Individuals, organizations, or governments on this list are controlled by firms as they may pose a high risk. Financial sanctions are an important part of the fight against financial crime for AML, regulators. There are serious penalties for breaching sanctions. Therefore, companies have to apply sanction control to their customers during the customer account opening processes. Also, sanction screening list is among customer due diligence procedures. In addition, companies must implement sanction control to their existing customers at certain time intervals after the customer onboarding process. Therefore, organizations must carefully consider their compliance status. So I have to do Googling about the purpose of the sanctions. Uh, so I'll read it to you guys. Financial crimes reduce economic stability and confidence in the financial systems of all countries, governments, 
impose sanctions on people and the countries who pose a threat to their country and block their actions. Sanctions became very even more important with anti-money laundering regulations. Companies that have to comply with the regulations follow this sanction list regularly. Blocked persons are prohibited from making financial transactions. Imposed sanctions are aimed at Increasing financial stability and confidence. Another purpose of the sanction is based on the conflict of interest of the countries. While countries want to succeed in their foreign policies, they may have problems with these other countries. When these problems cannot be solved, countries find a solutions、uh, find a solution by imposing sanctions on the other country. As a result of these sanctions, it restricts. The cooperation of its citizen and companies in that country with that country. So finally, those、uh, Chinese Communist Party military control organizations are in those American entity list.、Uh, more than that, we have a tweet that came out from the Department of the State saying that the Chinese Communist Party's threat to American national security extends into our financial markets and impacts U.S. investors. Learn how money flowing into major indices supports Chinese companies involved in military production and human rights abuses. And then here's a link. So getting to the link, we see more than hundreds Chinese companies were listed into the entity list by the U.S. Department of the States. Also on the website, they're saying that. PRC stocks, meaning Chinese stocks, directly affect the pension and assets of American workers and retirees, and saying that institutional investors and endowment、uh, managers can and should pay attention to these risks. Under Secretary Cratch, sent a letter to the governing boards of American universities, alerting them to the threats the Chinese Communist Party poses to academic freedom, to human rights, and to university. Endowments.、Uh, this threat can come in the form of illicit funding for research, intellectual property theft, intimidation of foreign students, and opaque talent recruitment efforts. University governing boards can help ensure their institutions have clean investments and clean endowment funds by taking a few key steps. First of all, disclose all PRC. Chinese companies invested in endowment funds, especially those in emerging market index funds. Second of all, divest from Chinese companies on the Commerce Department entity list that are contributing to human rights violations, military coercion, and other abuses. Thirdly, and simply understand. And the recommendations issued by the president's working group on financial markets, which examined the risk to investors of Chinese companies that are listed on U.S. stock exchanges. So that's quite intense, as you can see. For the last couple episodes from Luda Media,、uh, you know, America has been taking step by step, daily,、uh, taking those actions,、um, every closer to execute the Chinese Communist Party. And now let's get onto the last news about today. Donald Trump released a video on social media on December twenty second, criticizing the nine hundred billion economic relief package passed by Congress this week. He's asking that the bill. 
be amended with certain items removed and higher stimulus payments, including repealing Section 230, a legal shield for tech giants. So Section 230 is a protection for private blocking and screening of offensive material, and we have seen Trump getting banned temporarily by Twitter multiple times now. A Twitter spokesperson also told media that Twitter could ban Trump after he leaves. Office. We are seeing major media texts like Facebook, Twitter, etc., banning people who speaks the truth. What Trump wants is to give back American the freedom of speech, to have information transparency, to eliminate fake news, and that is why he wants to repeal the Section 230. That not just the mainstream media has their way of telling a story, but also everybody else.、Uh, even if you have a gun. You wouldn't know where to use it because the lack of information transparency. So the destiny of the United States and the whole world depends on it. If the repeal got rejected, he could go to the Supreme Court to fight the Constitution. If he loses, he can also not push the act. If they push the president to run the act, he can also postpone it or put obstacles on the act, like giving specific orders、uh, to make the interest groups not able to get the benefits. And when the interest groups cannot wait for the postponements because they need the money as soon as possible, they will have to make compromises. And eventually, I believe the Section Two Thirty will be repealed. So that's it for today's news. A little bit long, but I hope you liked it. Thank you for Dingo and Fine Chongyu for the encouragements. Next episodes, we will continue to deliver new informations from the Luda Media. Feel free to leave comments and see you next episode. Smitten by you, I ain't wanna fall. Don't know what to do, baby. Don't know what to do, baby. Oh.